0: Well, hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good. Good. I know that uh, at all the campuses, um, I've got the people who really, really love Jesus this weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, and I know there's a lot of things you could be doing, but you are here with us. And I believe that God wants to bless you Um, I think God has given me a a message that will hopefully challenge you, things that probably you've heard before, but I think maybe in a new way, or maybe just just a reminder of uh, the things that that he would want you to do as we head into the summer and just things to keep in your mind. And so I'm so glad that you are here, and uh, I'm gonna pray in just a moment, and I'm gonna ask God to use me, and I would like you to be praying during that time that God would speak to you and that he would bless you Um, with his voice and with his understanding. And so um, before I get into that, first, I'm fighting off a cold, and so I've got this really cool, gruff voice going on. So enjoy it. It won't be there always, but it's gonna be here for today, for sure. Um, And then the second thing is this. Uh, Before I get into it, We want to recognize that we live in a country where we have a great freedom, and that freedom is because we've had many men and women who have given their lives and that have, um, we've got families, we've got people in our church that have had family members that have passed away because of serving our country so that we could live in the freedom that we have. And so I want to take just a moment of silence and just remember, How blessed we are to have the freedom that we have in this country, and and just to remember those who have given their lives so that we can have that. So let's do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the men and women who have given their lives so that we can have the freedom that we have, that we enjoy. We thank you for the families that have given loved ones, that have lost loved ones. And Lord, we thank you for those that serve currently, even now, and God, we recognize that we would not be in the place that we are without them and without the sacrifice they gave and they given and they have given, and so Lord, we thank you for that. And we ask that you would touch those families and bless those families with an understanding that we know that we we support them and we thank them for what they've given. Lord, I pray that you would use me to communicate your heart and your word today. God, I pray that the message would go from my mouth into the hearts of your people and that you would use the words that I say today to communicate your heart. God, you have given us the great blessing of who, who we are. You've given us our identity. You've showed us that you love us, that you approve of us because that's your very nature. Help us to understand that. Help us to walk in that. And Lord, we look forward to what you have for us today. And we praise you and we give you glory, honor in your name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hey, this is part three of our series, uh, The Blessing. And it is an honor and a privilege to be able to 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 be a part of this, and I'm going to kind of just stack on top of what we've already discussed. If you haven't heard the previous two messages, go online and listen to them. They have been great. And last weekend, in particular, Pastor John talked about uh, the blessing and kind of defined it, and he kind of shared the fact that um, a blessing is something that is given verbally, and that it it calls out of people um, their identity. It helps them to understand uh, the love that that is there, that is found in, in um, the blesser giving that to somebody, and it also brings out approval. And you know, I had a, this funny thought, actually. I'm actually reminded of this every time I use my credit card. I don't know if you've had this experience, but when you have the chip reader now, and you stick your credit card into the chip reader, it says, do not remove card, do not remove card, do not remove card, do not remove card, and then it says, you are approved. And I don't know, I know it's kind of funny, but every time I see that when I use the credit card, I think to myself, hey, I'm not approved because this credit card machine says I am. I'm approved because God is a blesser. <laughs> and it's funny because I told that's exactly where my mind goes. And my hope is that's where your mind will go now. That every time you use one of those machines, that when you see that, you will be reminded that your heavenly father is a blesser. That's his very nature, that his character. And Pastor John did such an incredible job. Again, if you didn't hear it, go online and get that message because he, he talked and he taught us that from the beginning in Genesis all the way to the end in Revelation, God blesses, he blesses, he blesses, he blesses. That's his nature and his character. And you know what? There is something about human nature, and I'm not sure why this is, but there's something in our nature that doesn't believe that, and so what I wanna talk about this weekend is our response. What is our part in the blessing? And so I have two quick points for you, and, and then um, we'll get you out of here, but here's, here's the two. The first one is this, we have to receive it and believe it. Now if you have your notes, there's two fill in the blanks right there, and you can fill it in right there. We have to receive it and we have to believe it. I'm not sure why we have such a hard time doing this, But we, again, in our human nature, have a hard time realizing that our Heavenly Father, by his very nature, is a blesser. He wants to bless us. He wants to call out our identity. He wants you and I to know who we are in him and how he sees us. And yet we have a very hard time receiving that. We live in a world that's telling us that we're not good enough. And we're surrounded we're bombarded by different information telling us that really our identity is in what we do. But church, I'm telling you right now, your identity is not found in what you do. Your identity is found in the one who created you and what he thinks about you. This is what the world is missing, church. The world is missing the fact that they have somebody that intricately created them and wants them to know that they're not just here to walk on this planet for 80, 85 years and then go away. God actually intricately created them because he has a very intricate plan and purpose for them. And everybody listening to me right now, I want you to understand he's got a purpose and he's got a plan for you and he wants to call that out of you. And he does that by speaking a word of blessing over us. And we can find that blessing in his word. The Bible is filled with scriptures that talks about you and I and how God sees us. I like to talk about the Bible as a love letter that God wrote to us on our behalf so that we could understand who we are in him. And if you're not in your word, Man, get into your word because if you're not letting that fill you up, then what are you letting fill you up? All of the other things that the world would tell you and God is trying to bless us. He wants us to know who we are. He's trying to call out our identity. He's trying to help us to understand that we are loved and that we are approved, but we've got to receive it and believe it. Now, here's the thing. There's two parts to that because I'm just gonna be completely honest. As a pastor, I believe it for you. I believe it for you. But sometimes I have a hard time receiving it for me. Anybody else? And in order to truly get the magnitude of what God wants us to understand in regards to the blessing, we have to receive it and we have to believe it. We have to walk around, and Pastor Chris is so good at this, we have to walk around saying things like this, I'm God's favorite. (laughs) Now she's gonna argue because she's gonna tell me that she's God's favorite. No, I am. (laughs) When you receive it and you believe it, you can say things like I'm God's favorite. And As a matter of fact, on the count of three, I want everybody to say I'm God's favorite. One, two, three. I'm God's favorite. Okay, for some of you, you were like, "Mm, yeah. Some of you had a heart, some of you may have not even said it. Because isn't it hard to really receive and believe that? But here's the truth God is big enough to make all of us his favorite. And when we understand that, we begin to live life differently. And as I was studying this out, I found a section of scripture that, man, I just was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. In your notes, it's, it says Galatians 3, 13, and 14, but I actually, through study want to read 8 through 14, and it says this, and the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify all the Gentiles by faith preached the gospel before him to Abraham, saying, in you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham. Now, real quick, I wanna stop right there. Faith, the Bible teaches us that faith is being sure of what we hope for and confident of things that we don't see. This section of scripture says that if we are living by faith that we understand that we are under Abraham's blessing. That's really good. That's really good news. And it's something that for you that may be struggling to receive these these things that I'm saying and to believe them, I want you to understand that it's by faith. It's being certain of something that you don't see. Your action. You as a human being, you may actually even make mistakes. I know probably I'm the only one in the room today that's making a mistake, but I've made mistakes today. But even in my mistakes, if I understand that our Father, that my Father is a blesser, then even in those mistakes, He says, you know what? I bless you. You're my child. You're my son. You're my daughter. And He wants us to understand that, and when we Receive it, and when we believe it, we actually walk out our faith. Now, listen, it goes on, and man, see if you can see the problem, the, the tension that we have as believers in the middle of this scripture. And it goes on and says, This, okay, so those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith, for all who rely on works of the law are under a curse, for it is written. Cursed be everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law, and do them. Now it is evident that no one is justified before God by the law, for the righteous shall live by faith. But the law is not of faith, rather... The one who does them shall live by them. Okay, so what is Paul trying to communicate? Paul is trying to communicate here that, hey, we live by faith. We live by the understanding. We live by receiving and believing that God is proud to call a son a daughter, even in our flaws. And then he's trying to help us to recognize that in our very nature, what we like to do is we like to try to fulfill all the laws so that we can be good enough, so that we can be worthy of this blessing that God wants to put upon us. And he says, if you're gonna try to live by all those laws, the only way for you to receive my blessing is that if you do all of them in perfection and never make a mistake... It's impossible. It's impossible. The Bible says all have sinned and all have fallen short. And so what he's saying is is if you have the mentality that you're going to be good enough to receive God's blessing then you're actually cursed. Oh, get that church. If you think you're gonna be good enough to receive our Heavenly Father's blessing, then it actually becomes a curse. And then it says this. Oh, listen to this. This is so good. It says this. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree so that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. Church, what it is saying here, what Paul's trying to help us to understand is that unless you can be perfect in the law, you are cursed. And that's where the state of human beings were. That's where the state of mankind was until Jesus Christ came. Jesus Christ came and lived the perfect life And he became the curse for us, dying on the cross so that we could have the blessing of Abraham. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. Now I'm gonna say something strong. If you think you have to earn God's blessing, you insult what Jesus did on the cross. Because if you could earn it, then why did Jesus have to do it? This understanding that God wants us to receive it and believe it is so important to God that he sent his one and only son to die on our behalf, to become the curse, so that through faith, we might have an understanding and we might have the ability to embrace that I am God's favorite. And I am blessed. Now, I'm gonna stop for a second because I think a lot of times when we talk about blessing, we think about money. Or we think about having a good day. What I'm trying to talk about right now is that when you're driving down the road and you get a flat tire and you have to change it and it starts raining on you while you're doing it and you're getting all dirty, somebody comes up and says, how are you are doing? You still go, I'm blessed. Not because of a circumstance, not because of what I'm going through but because I have a heavenly father that loves me and cares for me and he wants me to know who I am in him. He wants me to know that I'm his son. He wants me to know that I'm loved and that I am approved and I believe it. And church, when we live with an understanding of that, we will be attractive to this world and people will be drawn to us and they wanna come in and they wanna be a part because they will want to know what's different in us. The world is trying to live up to all the expectations and all the laws and all the rules. And please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that we don't have things that we do, but a lot of times what we do is we get them out of balance. And we say, you know, once I get these things straight, then God can bless me. And I think what God is trying to tell us and wants us to understand is, hey, I'm going to bless you so that you can do these things. Which brings me to my second thing, and that is this. When we've understood it, and we begin to realize it, then we need to give out to others what we have received. Now, I want you to realize, and I said it earlier, but I want to say it again. We get this from the word of God, but we also get this from other people speaking over us. Um, Paul understands this so much that he actually encouraged Timothy at one point. Near the end of his ministry, Timothy was one of his um, uh, mentorees that he was pouring into, one of the disciples that was kind of following Paul, and Paul wanted to communicate to him um, and just charge him with, hey, this is what ministry's gonna look like, and this is what God's called you to. And in the middle of that, this is what he says in 1 Timothy. He says, Timothy, my son, the instructions I'm giving you are based on what some prophets once said about you. If you follow these instructions, you will fight like a good soldier. Now, what he was saying to Timothy is this. You were blessed by prophets, we're hearing from God and the words that they gave over you, I want you to remember because if you will remember those things, then you're going to be able to do the warfare that you need to do in order to do the ministry that you've been called to. Now, I want to stop again real quick because when I say the ministry you were called to, when I say that, many people think about the pastors. But do you realize our job as pastors is to actually equip you guys to do the ministry? You're the ministers, And so when Paul was telling Timothy this, he was saying, take the blessing, take the words that were spoken over you and don't forget it. Church, it is important that we surround ourselves with people that call things out of us. Because as they receive it and they believe it, they start giving it out. And we get to receive from other believers. Think about the people you hang out with. Are they calling things out of you? Well, they're calling things out of you for sure. Are they calling godly things out of you? What are they calling out of you? Understand that as we do this, then we begin to need to move forward and we need to give it out. Now, Pastor John has done this in my life. I've got a couple stories today that I wanna talk about. Um, The first one is this, about... Five years ago, we opened up our Lakewood campus, and when we opened it up, um, we, at the time, moved to four four campuses, and we had all kinds of services, and he approached me, and he said, hey, um, at the time, I was the Highlands Ranch campus pastor, and he said, I need you to move up into kind of an executive role and in that position, I need you to help me with the day-to-day activity of everything that's going on. And so when he did that, I remember feeling incredibly honored. But then I also had this fear in me like, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. Anybody else? Somebody call something out and you're like, oh. and then you're like, oh. Okay, shortly thereafter, he asked me to teach at an all staff. Now, just so that you know, what we do as a church is we pull all the staff together once a month, and Pastor John usually does a leadership training. And Mendels have been so rich and so good. And all of a sudden, now with this new promotion that he put me into, he said, I want you to teach the all staff. And I looked and I said, okay, well, I'd be honored, but I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if they're gonna like what I have to say. I don't know if I have anything good enough to communicate to them. And he looked at me and he said, "Dan, you have the ability. God has put this in you and you can totally do this." And I was like, "Okay, I can do this. Absolutely. I will never forget this." Before the message part of all staff, we have a little time of worship. And we're worshiping and here's the thoughts that were going through my head who are you to think you can teach this staff? You know, just a couple weeks ago, you were just like all of them. Oh, now you've been promoted and you think you can give a word (laughs) and they're going to receive it, right? And these thoughts are going through my head. And I was actually, I mean, I actually started getting fearful about getting up. I was like, I don't know if I can do this, Lord. I, I don't know if, if what I've prepared is what the staff needs to hear. And then the Holy Spirit reminded me of Pastor John's words and the blessing that came from those words. And he called out in me, again, that identity and the fact that God was going to use me to do this. And I got up and I gave a word for the all staff, and it was a good word. It was probably the best all staff message ever given. (laughs) Just kidding. But in the middle of that process, here's what I felt like the Lord told me. I've given you a mantle, and I've confirmed it through the person that's in authority over you. And because of that, I now want you to communicate this and bless other people with it. And church, I'm here to tell you, God has a mantle of authority that he wants to put on you because you are in the family of God. You don't have to be a pastor, you don't have to be uh, in full-time ministry. Every single one of us is called into something and he's got a mantle for you to wear. And when you receive and believe that God is blessing you, you can put on that mantle and you can begin to look for opportunities to be the mouthpiece for God. I don't know why God does it this way, but God uses other human beings to communicate his blessing. And he wants to use every single one of us. Everybody at Lone Tree, everybody at Lakewood, everybody at Castle Rock, everybody at Parker, even those people that stayed home. <laughs> he wants to use every one of us. The calls upon Jesus as our Lord and Savior. He wants us to be the mouthpiece to go out into the world and be a blessing. Some of you are like, well, I don't know. I don't even know what I would say. I'm not sure. Maybe that makes you a little apprehensive. Maybe you, were, you start to get a little fear like I did in that all staff meeting during worship. Um, But here's what I want you to understand. Every single one of us, the Bible says, we are created in God's image. And so therefore, if we're created in his image and he's a blesser, guess what you have in you? The ability to speak out blessing. You have that in you. And we also learn from the creation is that when God spoke, he created When you speak, you create. Man, we live in a world that throws around words super easy. We don't think before we speak. We just say the craziest things. Man, if we truly understood that when we speak, something's created and formed, would you actually think about it for a little bit? And I want you to understand that when you speak, when you talk to your kids, when you talk to your siblings, when you talk to your parents, you are speaking out words that are going to create things. How are you doing? How are you doing? I felt like God gave me a litmus test. And here it is. If you want to know whether you're living by the spirit or if you're living by the flesh, you do know we're made of three parts, right? Spirit, soul, and flesh. Our soul, the Bible says, is our mind, will, and emotions. The things that we think, the things that we say, the things that we feel Those things come from either being fed by the spirit or being fed by the flesh. We're choosing which one we're being fed by. You wanna know whether you're being fed by the spirit or being fed by the flesh? What are you saying? Is your words blessing or are they cursing? Are they life-giving, are they coming from God, or are they just what you think is best? Because I want you to understand, there's a difference that I'm talking about that's not well-wishes. You know, I think you hear a message like this and you start to think, well, if I just say good things over people, that's just a blessing. No, what I am talking about is hearing from God and speaking life over people. Speaking creative words into their lives so that they can live by that and they can move in that. My daughter, who is in New Zealand right now with YWAM, she's coming to the end of her year-long term. She comes back actually next weekend. Last week she texts, yeah. You know, my wife's like, ah! um, she she texts me last weekend and she said, "Dad, I'm not doing very good." And I said, "Why?" And she goes, "Everyone is irritating me." And she goes, I just can't wait to get home. Anybody been there? Anybody been there? You're, you're moving from a place or moving out of a job. Or, and you know what? Here's what happens. The grace is lifting, right, in your life. Now, as a dad, here's what I could have said. Suck it up. This is part of life. If you're going to be a grown woman, you need to understand these things. You need to finish well. Alyssa, you finish well. Now, as a parent, that sounds good. It sounds right. But you tell me spirit or flesh. To me, it's flesh. Because it's what I would do. It's law. Suck it up. Get, you can do this. Almost started typing that. Felt like the Holy Spirit actually gave me a word to tell her. And I just shared with her. I said, honey, Listen you need to understand that the grace is lifting. Don't pray that you wouldn't be irritated by people. Here's what you need to pray. Pray that God would give you the grace to finish well. And she replied back, she said, oh my gosh, Dad, thank you so much. That helps me to know what to do. She commented twice that day about, I'm just asking God for grace, Dad. I'm asking God for grace. Later on that week, she texted Kim and said, man, Dad's word to me about grace has helped me to transition through that. Church, you guys have the ability to do that exact thing, to call those things out of people when you're being led by your spirit. Not only can you, but church, we're called to do this. you can't give what you don't have. It's why it's so important to get into your Bible, to have a quiet time with God, because God will download to you these things that he wants to speak over people. Now, We've always heard it, and I get it, we've heard it from the idea of somebody in authority speaking a blessing to somebody under them, or maybe it's a father or a mother speaking into their kids' lives, and absolutely, all of those things are true, and I would encourage parents absolutely do that if you haven't done that, but I want to, I want to make sure that everybody's minds are blown wide open on this. This can go in any direction that God is leading, It can go from a parent to a kid, or it can go from a brother to a sister, or a sister to a brother. It can go from your kid to you. I wanna share something that my son gave to me. Now, I heard this message from Pastor John (laughs) so many years ago, and I'll never forget fasting and praying and getting a blessing for my kids when they were little. And writing it out, just like Pastor John shared last week, and we framed it for them and and gave them their blessing. And it's really cool, because a lot of those things that God gave to me, my kids are actually operating in. But never in my wildest imagination, dream, I would have thought that this would have come. And my son, gave to me, not this past Christmas, but a year and a half ago Christmas, he gave me a blessing. And I wanna read it to you. Daniel Richard DeMay, you have established a legacy for this family that I am honored I get to carry. Nations and generations are blessed by the man you are. Daniel means God is my judge. You are confident in your God-breathed identity and you show others how to live in this truth and freedom. Richard means powerful leader or brave power. Dad, your power comes from God's mighty wisdom and your ability to put your trust fully in him. Your faithfulness to follow the word of God in your life is your solid rock. Daniel is a man who is quick to humble himself and understands his responsibility to forgive. He knows what to fight for and what to let go. These are a few things that your legacy will continue to produce. Dad, your future holds opportunity to increase your legacy. You have raised your children well, and God is transitioning you now. I'm gonna give you a quick background. This was less than a month before, it was in his sophomore year of college, less than a month before Alyssa went to New Zealand. So we were gonna lose both our kids in our house. And he just felt called to talk about that. You have raised your children well and God is transitioning you now. I bless you with more opportunities to say yes to God's calling and a life full of refreshment as you grow in the gifts God is giving you. I bless your home and heart with fulfillment in the Lord that even though your house grows empty, you will be full. I bless you with the hope that strengthens tired hands and he encourages weak knees. I bless you with the steadfast endurance. I see you as a pillar that shows those around you how to overcome the worst of circumstances. I bless you with health and long life that you may accomplish all God has planned for you before you leave this earth. I love you, Andrew. (laughs) Dude, he's 20, at the time he was 20 years old and he wrote that. He had no idea what that meant to me. But not only that, he has no idea what he has called out in me that has happened and is happening in my life. And church, I want you to understand, don't limit yourself. God has blessed you to be a blessing. My heart for this entire message is that you would get this and there would be something in your heart that would go, oh my gosh, I've got to watch the words I say and that God is putting people in my life, whether it be my family, whether it be my neighbors, whether it be people that I work with, but God is bringing those people in because he's going to use me to call out their identity, to tell them that they're loved and to tell them that they're approved And there might not be another human being on this planet that gets to speak to them so you could be their only hope. I know there's some weight to that. But my heart is that you would catch that and that you would want to be a people of blessing, that you would want to be somebody that speaks those things into people. And that you would look for opportunities to do that. And I'll just finish by saying this. When we do, we activate in people. We activate in them so many things. A couple that I want to bring to your attention. When we speak blessing over people, we activate destiny or direction in their life. When you call out in somebody something that maybe they don't see, it calls out in them a direction that they begin to move out because maybe they all of a sudden, really? Well, let me, let me try that. I'll never forget how I got to meet Pastor John. I had just given my heart to the Lord. I was at Resurrection Fellowship, and I knew I was supposed to get involved in the things of God. So here's what I did. I joined the choir. (laughs) Yeah, with this cool voice. (laughs) I practiced weeks, went to rehearsals. (laughs) You guys will get a kick out of this. All for the Easter cantata that was going on. And they were gonna have an 8.30 and 11 o'clock, and then they were gonna have a 5 o'clock Sunday. My parents got excited. They were coming up for the thing. Put all these hours into it. I slept through both of the morning services. I was lost. I knew I was supposed to be involved and I just jumped at the next opportunity that came up which was the choir at that time. I thought, okay, well that's what I'll do. But it wasn't what God had for me. And Somewhere in the middle of that, um, near the end, near, getting close to Easter, um, one of the people in the church introduced me to Pastor John. Now he was fairly new at Resurrection as the youth pastor, and I will never forget this. He shakes my hand, we have a little bit of small talk, and then he goes, you know what? You need to be a part of my leadership team. I'm like, what? He's like, you, he goes, what are you doing right now? I'm, I'm in the choir. The choir? I said, like, yeah. He's like, okay, when that's done, you need to come and be a part of my leadership team. And he called out in me, man, when I never would have guessed that, but man, when he called that out, there was something in my heart that just jumped and leapt. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And it changed the course of my life, church. He changed my direction. You know my biggest aspiration at the time was to open a movie theater in Castle Rock. <laughs> I worked at the movie theater in Nestus Park. I wanted to open a movie theater in Castle Rock. That's what I wanted to do. But man, he called out direction. It activates things in people. You can call out identity into people. Peter was doing this to the church when he wrote this. Once you had no identity as a people, but now you are God's people. Right before that, he says, you are a royal priesthood. You are a chosen nation. And he says, you once weren't a people, but now you are. He understood the importance of this. It calls out giftings. 1 Timothy 4.14, again, Paul trying to call things out of Timothy. He says this, use the gift you were given when the prophets spoke, and the church of, or the group of church leaders blessed you by placing their hands on you. Called out the giftings that were in Timothy, and reminded him of those things. And said, activate those things because I see them in you. You need to see them in you. Church, when we do this, we call these things out of people. I asked the question on Facebook, and again, I don't have time to go into all this, but here's some incredible answers that people wrote. The question was this, when somebody speaks a word of blessing over you, what does it activate? Listen to the responses. Confidence. Mm. Purpose. Perspective. A renewed mind calls out hope, faith, peace, strength, confirmation, encouragement. Comfort, joy, multiplication. One person wrote it, commissioned me. So many things are called out by simple obedience of people speaking life over to people. Pastor John started last week with this verse in Proverbs 18. I'm using the Good News translation because I really liked how it said it. it, says this, what you say can preserve life or destroy it. What you say can preserve life or destroy it. How are you doing? Are you preserving life for those around you? Or are you destroying it? Because it's the power we have in what comes out of these lips. It's the power we have. So here's my final question, or my final statement. I hope you will embrace this. Church, we need to be on purpose about blessing others that God has brought into our lives. We need to be on purpose about blessing others that God has brought into our lives. Every relationship that you're a part of, God ordained. Well, maybe not. How about this? Every relationship that God, that has come into your life, God wants you, God wants to use you to do something powerful. He wants you to use that relationship to create something to help them to understand who they are, that they're loved, and that they are approved. So here's how I felt like the Lord wanted me to close. I want to pray a blessing that you would be mindful of every person that comes into your life, and that when you see somebody You wouldn't see the thing that irritates you or you wouldn't see the thing that, oh man, here goes another five minutes of my life, but that you would actually see, oh, here's an opportunity to create in them identity, love, and approval. So Heavenly Father, I lift up every person in this room, every person listening to me, and God, I pray that you would bless them with the understanding that the people in their lives, that the relationships that they have aren't by accident, but that you wanna call out of that relationship and you wanna use the words that we speak over those relationships to call out life. And your word says that we are to bless and to not curse. Help us to be a people that are very mindful that our words have power and that they impact other people. And so God, I pray that every word we speak that we would be very sensitive about what we are creating with our family members, with our coworkers, with our neighbors. God, I pray that you would make us very aware of the things that we say. Make us very aware of the power that we have in our words. And God, help us to understand that you have blessed us so that we can be a blessing. Help us to receive that, help us to believe that, and then help us to give that out to a hurting world. And we thank you for that in your name. Amen.